Faith for Today with Colin Urquhart and Julia Fisher. In our programmes at the moment, Colin, we're really seeking to understand God's true church. What is he What is he looking for? And yesterday and today we're talking about leadership in the church. Now, from what you've described of the biblical pattern and teaching on leadership, we seem to have strayed a long way from that. What can we do to correct the imbalance? Well, I suppose the answer to that question, Julia, is, is what will we allow God to do? First of all, we've got to have clear vision as to what God's call on the church is. Now, I've been referring to this during these two weeks of programs on the church. But let's spell it out very, very clearly. The church of Jesus Christ is to be a group of people that are called by God, set apart by God. They have repented. They have turned away from a life of sin. They have submitted their lives wholeheartedly to the Lordship of Jesus Christ. They are people with a living faith. They live by faith. They don't just recite the creed, but they live day by day by trusting God. They trust his word. They live in dependence upon the Holy Spirit. They are people that have been baptized and live according to their water baptism as people that have died to their old life and have been raised to a new life. They are living their life in union, in unity with Christ. They live in Christ and Christ in them. The old has gone so they don't keep revisiting their past. The new has come. They are people that have received, are filled with, and demonstrate the life, the love, and the power of the Holy Spirit. Now, unless these things are true of the members of the church, then the church cannot be the church as God intends it to be in that place. So what can we do? Well, the first thing that has to be done very often in a church is to ensure that all those that purport to be members of that church actually qualify in those four ways, that they have repented, that they, that they are true believers living by faith, that they have been baptized and are living as those who are now a new creation and they have received the life and power of the Holy Spirit and the Spirit is being manifested in their lives. If those things are not visibly discernible, then the first thing that the leadership has to do is to minister to the people so that those things become powerful and effective in their lives. Of course, that presumes that those four things are true of the leadership. If they're not true of the leadership, then the leadership have got to get before God. The leadership have got to repent. The leadership have got to meet with God. Because, as I've made clear, uh, a leader is only as good as his relationship with God. And one of the sad things as I move around is to see so many leaders, pastors, priests, etc., who really are struggling in their relationship with God. No wonder their congregations are struggling. So we've got to get our priorities right. Got to get our priorities right. I can remember um, soon after I was ordained, um, I, I had to. I, I, I had a meeting with my bishop, 
and he he was a very pastoral man and um he he just asked me he said how do you how do you organize your your life spiritually and i said to him um you know my own personal times of prayer as well as um the daily services that i had as an anglican uh, minister uh, but then i said one morning a week i set apart to devote to prayer and i think the man almost fell off his chair and you could see that he was so impacted by that that a young um a young priest should be should see the need of that he thought you were being very zealous and earnest oh no no he he was he was he was so um i mean it was a very positive reaction he didn't think i was over the top at all oh, he was delighted he was absolutely delighted that that here was a young minister who appreciated how essential it was to be a person of prayer and you see that was something right at the beginning of my ministry but that's when god forms the kind of person you're going to be doesn't he right at the beginning you know it's like with your children you know that their their future personalities are being formed in their early years and it's a great responsibility but also a great privilege as a parent to help to form the character of your children it's not all down to genes there's lots of things you have to learn uh, and um, uh, so you know it, it is a question of of really seeing well a leader's personal relationship with god is so vital because then you can lead others into that relationship you see i could see my whole church come alive in the spirit because i was alive in the spirit myself but if i wasn't i couldn't i couldn't have led my people into that if i was not personally revived i could not lead a church in revival it, it's really as simple as that so these are the issues that have to be addressed right at the beginning because you know we're not called to be religious social workers yes we've got to reach out with the love the compassion but also with the power of god there is a dynamic in our lives that people i i've got a great respect for all those that are involved in society and loving and caring for others great respect for them but in we christians not only should we be doing those things but there's also this dynamic of god of his life of his power of his love that can flow through us that people outside of god's kingdom do not possess so you know we've we've got to see the people in the church equipped that is the responsibility of the leadership you don't get people equipped by a 5 year program yes you get them active but make sure that when they are fulfilling their works of service that we were talking about the other day that while they're fulfilling those works they are fulfilling them out of the relationship that they have a vibrant relationship with god that is growing and developing all the time so you know you you are spending time with your people in prayer you're spending time with them in worship i don't just mean having the services but in really meeting with god in getting before god how will people ever know how to seek the lord if they don't seek him with their leaders if we can't get on 
our knees and faces before God together and say, right now we need to, to meet with God. In our church here, you know, we have days of revival every now and again where it's the opportunity for everybody to come up to a new level spiritually. Yes, we're a church that is involved in the world. We've got, I don't know how many it is, 50, 60 ministries of reaching out and touching the world, functioning out of our church, something like that. But, I mean, it's going to be a lot of wasted effort if we haven't got the dynamic of God's spirit, of God's power enabling us in all those ministries. So absolutely fundamental for anybody in leadership in the church to spend time in private in prayer. before uh, They've got uh, to know their God. Absolutely. I'll say it again that a pastor is only as good as his prayer life. He's only as good as his relationship with God. And that's the hidden aspect of his work. That's the hidden aspect. But the, f the evidence of it comes out in what you do and in what you accomplish. And there's no short circuit for that. There's no, 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 there isn't. But you see, everybody in leadership reproduces who he is. You reproduce yourself in the people. You can't reproduce something that you don't have yourself. And uh, there are so many people that don't really understand that about leadership. And, uh, you know, when, when um, people look at their leaders, they should see, I want that quality, I want that dynamic, I want that aspect of the Spirit's life in my life. And there is something in the Christian life called impartation. God imparts to us, but we can also impart things of God to one another. We can impart anointing. Anointing really means to rub up against, you know. You rub up against the anointing in somebody else's life and something of the dynamic of God in their life rubs off on you. And that's what leadership is all about. But, you know, we've got so used to our ecclesiastical systems where we have a service on Sunday and perhaps a house meeting in the week and, you know, we just go through the, the, the form. It's... Not the same, is it? Not, that's not what I'm talking about. So how radical is this change? Well, it depends upon where the people are. Um, now, I mean, how radically they need to change. If they're, if they're living in remote relationship with God, then there's got to be very radical change. Does it cause upset? Uh, it all depends how you go about it. Because, you see, um, everybody knows in his or her heart, how real they are in their relationship with God. The upset is having to face the truth, that truth, that if you're not really accomplished, you know, you don't accomplish anything in prayer and you, you, you know that you're not walking close to God, it's, it's uncomfortable to face that. Um, but... Uh, what a leader will do is he will create hunger for people. And he does that not by concentrating on the negative, but by saying, look, this is possible. Now, Jesus did that. You see, he said, look, the kingdom of God is at hand. What do we need to do? Repent and believe. Peter preaches about the gospel, what God wants to do in their lives. What then must we do? Repent and be baptized. You see, if you make people hungry, then they will be prepared to face up to doing whatever they need to do, even if it's challenging. You've been listening to Faith for Today, presented by Julia Fisher. This program is sponsored by Kingdom Faith. For further information, visit our website, kingdomfaith.com. 